0: It's a NASCAR original from a reborn
1: North Wilkesboro Speedway. Big thank you to the state of North Carolina, NASCAR, everybody for uh, getting back here to North Wilkesboro. This is the perfect track for a race that only one thing matters, and that's going to victory lane. Oh, you go have a good time. Let's go win this thing. All right, fellas. Another $1 million, let's try and get it. Go have some fun. 200 laps short track racing. I can't even explain how good that thing looks out there. <laughs> yeah, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Cool to be at a place like this. Be fun to go back to back, fellas. Green, 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 green. It's the NASCAR All-Star Race. That was a bad deal right there. on the start. It's kind out of control and plowing. Pretty loose. We have good drive. It just needs to turn better. Yeah, that a boy. That a way to get that early point. Remember what we are talking about with throttle here, man. No speed going wide open. Holy crap, this thing's terrible. You can't even touch the gas pedal.
0: Make sure I know what the gap is behind the 11. One third to two thirds better to Denny.
1: Pack a car that lap. You bastard here. <laughs> <laughs> What did you say? Oh Stenhouse goes Stenhouse. What happened there? Turn from the third lane to the bottom. All good. Not your fault. You he came down. Honestly, I think our play here is just gonna kind of be opposite. Yeah, we're gonna pit. We're gonna pit. Four tires going on the jack. All the way, left sides on the hash, blue. I'm probably speeding. Yeah, 10-4. You're speeding. drop to the tail. We are back under green. Back out there barely, now even. Clear, clear. five's gonna try to put you in the middle. Three wide again. So just 45 right there. Clear down, down, down. Don't forget about that grip low off of four. The five literally all four on the concrete. The only place the five is making ground is really low off of four. 29's loose, inside. Made a wrong adjustment or something. I mean, ridiculous. Let him have it. Kyle Larson takes third place away from Logano. Oh, Larson just drove by Denny Hamlin. Now he has his sights set on that leader, 99. Got a run here. He's inside. He had better tires, so back to your rhythm here. This guys wearing out tires that much so they have to pit under green. Yep. Dang. I am freaking wrecking everywhere. Wrecking. You're at a great spot now. Get what you can get, but be very responsible. <laughs> Kyle, let me get a chance to get out of your <laughs> way. <laughs> that five car is checked out. He's got a 12 second lead. Put it out, this will be the all-star caution. Three, two, one, on the side, wheel on the marshal. Oh, tire, 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 We got to go to the tail for uncontrolled tire. It got it before it left. I didn't even roll. I thought that was the rule. Best car out here, so we'll try to fabricate something. You better get a fabricator, so we got our work cut out now. All right, pace for Height here bumper gonna get pushed here, gonna get pushed. Battle for third gets physical. Reddick moving Suarez up the racetrack. Don't lose your cool. Remember, could go 90 live screen here. Nice and Find your rhythm. Speech mode motion. Doing good. My half dragging it down. Down now. Protect bottom down now. Down now. it Wearing that back bumper off, moving him up the racetrack. Gonna get into him whoa. again. Dang Shot him out right was... up the racetrack there. That was a pretty good. Hit. I'm trying to really leave it. 10 You gotta work on getting off. It's all about getting off. Man, if I
0: could get there and make speed up, now we've just got a piece of junk. I
1: hear you, buddy. Kyle Larson right now leading by two and a half seconds. 40 to go. From this point forward, we need to beat him by a tenth to catch him. ain't getting no bigger. Give me some SMT updates. What I need to do. Ha. Psych. kind of lap time is he running? You've been maintaining about a two and a half second lead for the last six or eight laps. I've been saving, and I can't do I can't pass anybody. The 14 drives like a jackass, and he's going forward, so I don't know. You're back up to four seconds now, smooth. On your bumper. going south. Move it back. You get to
0: it. He didn't touch me. you <laughs> am Driving a p- right now. One more right here. One more
1: good one. Take the check to the bank. One million dollars, Kyle Larson. You guys incredible. Holy What a ass kick you no. Great job, Larson. Proud of you, boys. That was an old school ass with like they would have seen here.
0: Welcome to TrackSmack here on TrackSmackRadio.com and Facebook Live. I'm Don Hall. Great to be back with you again. And uh, once again, as always, that was Radioactive, courtesy of NASCAR and uh, NASCAR.com. You can catch all of the Radioactives every single week uh, on their YouTube page at NASCAR's YouTube page, that is, uh, or RaceHub.com uh, their YouTube page as well. Uh, great video, great audio, lots of fun. And of course that was the audio from all-star weekend, which we will be recapping here in just a few minutes. Uh, but first I have to, I have to welcome back in my bud, my friend, uh, Mr. Mike. Hay.
1: Hey, how's, how's everybody out there? <laughs> it's
0: been a minute. So we weren't sure if we would, uh, remember how to even even do this, how to get up on this, This thing they call a computer and social media.
1: Yep. And I see us there. We are definitely live.
0: All right. Well, cool deal. Well, we'll see uh, who decides to join us or who doesn't decide to join us. But uh, for those who have never joined us, I'm Don Hall. Uh, This is Mike Haig. And Mike is the owner, operator. What what other titles do you want me to give you? Writer. Payer. Writer
1: photographer yeah. editor business yep. manager everything for race day com. yes or race day essay.com. dot com i don't even know <laughs> the name of my website
0: <laughs> you're doing it. Hey, well at least you know at least you're not like me and you give the wrong one out so um
1: but oh, like yeah my sanantonio.com
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> we've done that before
0: well, they could probably find some of your archive stuff there, but
1: yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff there. I was there for 30, uh, 30 plus years. You were Writing a, your stories for the paper. Yeah. You were there a long time. So I lasted a lot of people <laughs> and you I was didn't. just like a, you know, part-timer, uh, correspondent. <laughs> Well, Mike and- those but those are some good days, Don. Great days at the San Antonio Express News. And I worked with I worked with some really nice people down there over the years.
0: Well, you're getting ready to okay. So first of all, let's address Mike and I. It's been a minute since we've been here, and that's mainly my fault. If it was up to Mike, we would still be here every week. But um, but then again, maybe not because Mike's gotten really busy himself too. So we've just been kind of really, really busy these days. And so um, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to try to do a weekly show and or continue to do a weekly show. But to be honest with you, we just weren't feeling like there was a whole lot to talk about every week that was different than the week before. Um, and so we said, you know what? Let's just wait. We'll do kind of like a beginning or first of the season wrap up after the all star race and going into Coke 600 and Indy 500 weekend and, um, we'll just kind of talk about how things have gone our you know over over the last few weeks our our opinions on some stuff and we'll preview uh this weekend's this weekend stuff and then you'll be done with us probably for a few more <laughs> no I'm kidding we'll see we'll see what happens and after that uh when we uh come back and do another show but mike has got all kinds of stuff going on and he's in the process of doing some moving and uh like I said I've just been you know, nose to the grind doing things. And so it's, it's just been crazy.
1: Yeah, it definitely has done. And I've been, like you said, I was in the process of moving, uh, I'm moving out of a house that I've had for 27 years. So I'm actually trying to downsize a little bit, get rid of things I haven't used in years. I, we had a huge garage sale and, and sold a lot of stuff and sold it on Facebook marketplace. And, and so we're, uh, Dixie and I are making some moves and, um, just, that time of life, you know, the next step in the, in in life's process. So looking forward to it. Well, I'm telling you, you, uh, that's a
0: long time to be in a place and then move. I'm sure you had acquired quite a bit of stuff.
1: I can't believe how much stuff I acquired then, (laughs) And so that's why I'm trying to downsize and not do this again. But, uh, you know, it's, it's all kind of good to go through things and purge every once in a while. Uh, it feels good actually that, kind of eliminated some things in my life
0: <laughs> i'm telling you it it does um you feel lighter for some reason you know i mean it's like you just get get all that stuff out of the way and and then as parents especially um you know now y'all are empty nesters but as as, as parents we keep so much crap of our kids throughout the years you know with the notion of oh well we're gonna make this kind of scrapbook or whatever. And I don't know why we think it or assume that our kids want this stuff. Cause I kept things from both of my kids. And when we moved from San Antonio, I was like, here, here's this stuff. And they both looked at me like, the hell do you want us to do with, you know, school projects from second grade? <laughs> I'm like, I thought you'd want them. Do you want report cards, whatever, but I don't care. It's yours. You figure out what you want to do with it. So, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's funny, the the stuff that we acquire and we keep and we hang on to and we stuff in the back of attics or garages or whatever. And then when we go to move, it's like, what is all of this?
1: Yeah. And why am I keeping all this?
0: <laughs> right. Right. Or then, you know, if you uh, have a, you know, I, I mean, a, a parent or a relative or somebody that's passed away or something, or you've just kept things for other people, too, sometimes that's just that's another one. Um, It it gets crazy when you just, I don't know, you just end up acquiring all kinds of things from all different directions. So, um, Mike, I I put up a poll question up on the Facebook Live page. Uh, Simple question. Have you enjoyed the NASCAR Cup Series so far? Um, I'll start with you, Mike. Have you enjoyed the NASCAR Cup Series so far? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. You know, for the most part I have, and uh, I think it's a continuation of what we saw last year with his new car. Uh, some of the tracks, the car seems like it's done really well at other tracks. The race has been kind of boring, but overall, I mean, I've been pretty pleased. I think the competition is still really good and we've had a little bit of, you know, drama here and there at different uh, tracks in, in around the um, country that they've been at so far. And so overall, you know, I think things are going well. It's going to be interesting to see how the uh, Coke 600 falls, you know, comes out. And then also with the uh, races this summer that are coming up, uh, I think it's always a you know really interesting time for NASCAR as drivers try to get a win and get, get in for the, before the playoffs, or before the cutoff for the last 10 races in the, uh, in the, uh, I call it the chase, but it's, what is it? They just call it the playoffs. playoffs. So. Yeah. Just yeah. the playoffs.
0: Um yeah, you know, it's it it's it's been interesting. The short tracks have still kind of struggled. Um, you know, I was at Richmond and I thought it was a decent race. I thought it was better than some of the Richmond races I've seen in the last few years. Um, was it Richmond that I saw 10, 13 years ago? No, by no means. But I mean, I thought it was better than what I had seen, but they definitely are gonna need to figure out something still with this short track package. And I've heard all different things i was um waiting to see we may get Philippe lopez in here um this evening uh, or, and or um our good friend uh, matt kemp might join us as well i always forget it's late for them though so um but you know i was listening to different people talk about especially this last race at north wilkesboro um which we'll definitely dive into here in a little bit and you know people trying to diagnose exactly kind of what was the problem um if you felt like there was a problem with the race, was it the track? Was it the car? Was it? And, you know, I think you really have to kind of look at it and say majority is the car because it's struggled. Um, the product is struggling at most short tracks. It's amazing on the mile and a half um, on the super speedways and on the road mm-hmm. courses. I think it's great. But, um, but for, but you know what, Mike, I mean, let's go back though to even before this new car and let's be honest, the short tracks weren't as great. I mean, We haven't seen great short track racing in a long time.
1: Yeah, it has. It's been a long time, Don, definitely. Uh,
0: I mean, I'm trying Bristol, Bristol has been forever, but that was since the repave and, you know, I think it's starting to get a little bit better. I've, I'm on record as saying, I do not like the, the dirt track, the dirt race at Bristol. I think it's, it's just, it's dumb. It's not, it, it's not what they thought it was going to be. I think if you want to have a dirt race, go do it on an actual dirt track. Uh, yeah.
1: And, and use an actual dirt car.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, I'm not even opposed to them, you know, if they still want to go with this, but I just feel like it. it's just not working at Bristol. It's not what they thought it was going to be, I guess, but um, your thoughts on the uh, all-star race. Was it everything you thought it was going to be? The hype of it all, and you know, or what was your thoughts?
1: Well, for one thing, I I was glad to see the the, the track come back. You know, uh-huh. after sitting vacant for so long and and deteriorating to the point where we never thought we'd see racing there again. So, you know, kudos to uh, Marcus Smith and everybody from Speedway Motorsports and all that gang, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Everybody that led the efforts to bring that track back. Um, I think it was fabulous to get the facility up and running again. There's so much history there. And, you know, this race may not have been the best race, but, you know, we're those guys are racing on pavement that guys back in 1984 were racing on. Mm-hmm. You know, the the facility is, is worn and it probably needs to be uh, paved again. But, um, but just the fact that to see racing at that track again, I know it meant a lot to the people that lived in that area. They interviewed a lot of fans, and and the um, the fans seemed like they they enjoyed you know coming back to the track. Uh, I don't know if a cup points race will be held there, but but if you listen to Marcus Smith and the uh, media center interview from the uh, the little press conference they did after the race on Sunday night, he's he's excited about possibly you know having late model races there and other, other things whether or not they're going to bring the all-star race back or, or there is another thing, you know, pr- probably not probably going to move it around, I think, but, uh, we may see a cup race here one day, but like you said, it probably is going to have to be paved first, you know, and NASCAR has got to do something with this package on these short tracks, Don. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And going and I, back
1: to, go ahead. No, I was say going back to your question you asked while I go about the season I, I failed to say that you know uh, one of the things that that seems different this year for me is I haven't seen the Cup cars at Texas yet. Yeah, you know we used to always you know here it is the end of May we always had a spring race. I did see the Cup cars at the uh, Circuit of the Americas and they put on a good show there and everything. That was a good race and all, but but um, things just seem different this year the way the schedule is laid out and everything. And then you know. All star racing on that chart, like it used to be all those years. And, you know, the, the indie car race has already been held at Texas. I know I'm that's used weird. I'm used to it in June and then having to wait till September to see the cup cars in the Xfinity cars at Texas. It's just It just seems different. So I'm struggling with it this, this season for some reason. Um, I like the schedule. I uh, will have to say that. And I like what I'm seeing for the most part, the product on the track. I mean, there could be some improvements still, but, but, um, but overall, um, uh, I think I thought the going back to the all-star race, your question there, it was a little boring. I thought, Mm -hmm. but, um, but it was neat seeing the cars race at that track again.
0: Yeah, I, I. It was neat. Okay, I've never again, I didn't really start racing or racing. Hello. I didn't start racing. I didn't start watching racing till I guess it was about 98, 99 um, yeah. and, and really got into it um in uh, like in the 2000 I guess it was right, right about 2000 cuz it was, you know, before Dale Sr. passed away. So, I never watched races live or or had ever been or anything to North Wilkesboro. So it, for me to even comment on that, I can only go on what I've, you know, listening to the other drivers talk about it or, you know, watching races from the past or whatever. But, you know, listening, I thought uh, Daryl Waltrip, you know, he was he was so open and honest about so mm-hmm. much. And, you know, he talked about how he hated that track and that mm-hmm. he he hated racing there. He didn't look forward to going there and um, it was single groove racing and stuff. And so obviously that has not changed. Um, I don't, you know, again, when they start getting technical with the cars and stuff, I don't want to sit here and be one of these people that, I mean, I can spew out the fact or not the facts, but you know, what I read, like a lot of people do when it comes to sports and stuff. But do I understand what a lot of it is? Am I a mechanic? Do I, you know, no. Um, so I'm I'm not going to pretend to understand. I'll just say that from what, I have read and been told by, you know, friends down there in the garage area and such, um when it comes to this car on the short track, the tires they feel are too big. Um, you know, they're they're so they need a smaller tire and I think a softer tire too is what I've heard. Um the more horsepower they need to lift the car up uh is is what I'm hearing. Um you know, so just kind of going back to where uh, what the car used to be getting, get it away from, you know, a lot of people still kind of complaining of the way NASCAR, where it's going, um, the direction it's going. And are these cars sports cars or are they race cars, you know, stock cars? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, but as far as the race goes, Mike, I, and I hate saying this and I watched the truck race, you know, I watched everything um I thought the trek race was okay I mean it you know it it was pretty good it wasn't mm-hmm. one of the better races that I've seen but it was it was definitely better than what I saw Sunday and of course you know the first thing I get from uh friends like my my good friend Donnie Montgomery who I've known forever since I was like a little little kid <laughs> um you know is why are you pissed because your driver didn't win or whatever and it's like Um, well, yeah, I mean, I'm always pissed if if the drivers I like don't win, but that had nothing to do with why I thought the race sucked. I thought the race sucked because I'm sorry, people, even if it is my driver and I'm not lying while I will sit here and say that I would enjoy my driver, like running away with, with a race, I would enjoy the thought of it. Would I, can I honestly say that I would enjoy watching that race? no. I mean, people want to I I don't know, Mike, again, it's just one of these where we're going to go back and forth with with folks. But I have a hard time believing anybody that's going to sit and try to convince me that what they saw on Saturday night was awesome. Even if you're the biggest Kyle Larson fan. No, that is not to me, Mike, that is not racing somebody getting out. And, and, you know, they're only being two leaders the entire race Mm -hmm. that led the majority of the laps. And both times that they were leading the races, they were, you know, seconds and and multiple car lengths in front of the the, the next, you know, set of drivers that could even stood a chance. And I just don't understand how anybody would think that that's – that's like well, – I mean, it's like watching a blowout football game. It's like watching a, a no-hitter baseball game. While sure, it's great if it's your, you know, pitcher that's up there. It's still boring, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, it's not – You know, you would prefer to see some action is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Well, like you said, there were three uh, lead changes among two drivers. (laughs) I mean, Suarez leading 54 laps and then lap 55 to 103 Larson and Suarez came back again and led lap 104 and Larson 105 to 200. So yeah, that's, you know, get out, get out front and follow the leader. That's, that's kind of boring racing. And, um, I, I agree with you, um, But, you know, NASCAR, these cars, you know, they don't have, they didn't have any data to go for on this track, really, because they've never raced these cars on this track before. Right, right. And you got to consider that.
0: No, totally. I understand that. And, you know, it's, there's just, there's a lot of different variables when it comes to this track. And, And, you know. You know me, I was the biggest Dale Jr. homer there is. So I rarely do I like say I don't agree with something that Jr. says or that, you know, I mean, I I was always right there. I will say, I think that a lot of this, of you know, of course, like you said, it was Marcus Smith and Dale Jr. and, and getting things going. Um, Dale had a lot of input and a lot of ideas on this race. And one of the things was uh, my understanding is the. Two lap format, I think, was his idea or something that he had kind of thrown out there before and only doing like a um one caution or whatever, mandatory yeah. caution or whatnot. Um, and I know a lot of people like that. I know uh our good friend Jeff Gluck had posted, you know, wasn't it nice seeing, you know, kind of like a no gimmicks, uh, you know, just just a race. And I was like, no. <laughs> I I don't know. And again, this is you know, you're either on one side or you're on the other, but for me, For the All Star Race, I like the gimmicks. I like something different. I like it's an exhibition. I like when you get the fans involved and you do the inversions. And I've got some ideas too, which we'll talk about later. Some different, you know, inversion kind of things or whatever that you could do. But I just think that that's what makes the All Star Race unique. Is it's not just a 200 lap race or whatever. You know, you have some stages. You mix it up. Hell, you could even now they could have even done it more like how they did um the coliseum right have a dj out there have a concert have a break you know something but if not mike it's just you're just racing it i mean here's what you're doing you're you know driving distance from charlotte and you're just having a race and you're saying for a million dollars which you know like i know they were all joking on on the broadcast but for these guys that's nothing you know it's not like it was the day
1: but i (laughs) You know, I, I I think what some of these guys, these fans want to see in the concept of this event is like a super late model races you might have, you know, a lot of races around the country. I mean, think back to San Antonio Speedway when the all pro series came in. This is way before you became on board Don. but they would have like a 200, 200 lap race, 250 lap race. These guys would, you know, put on a great show. This this track. Is great for like like super late model cars and and, and things like that. Um, So the format the two hundred I, I kind of like the two hundred lap format because I s- covered and saw so many Romco and TIDA late model races all over the state of Texas back in the day and 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 the All Pro series when they came in back in the day. That's been you know thirty plus years ago now, but but you know just uh, thinking about. The format of the race, I think, if the racing was better and the car would respond better on this tr- with this track and everything, I think we would have saw a much better had maybe had a better show. Um, and I think that's kind of what they were, were, were leaning toward why they wanted to do the two hundred lap without the segments and all things like that. However, um, w- what do you think? Was this more exciting than last year's race at Texas? The last two years, or?
0: Well, and or, I know a or, lot of or, people, or,
1: or, or were those races better.
0: Oh, I don't think either. I don't think they were better, but I don't see that this one was any different. I mean, I was, you
1: know, yeah. I mean, it
0: was a single, single lane of of uh, you know racing, and everyone was single file, and no one could pass, and um, I don't know. It just it was it was boring, Mike. And, and when I look at it, when I look at it, I'm sorry, you know, I know they talk about if they put this on the schedule, unless they make some major changes, Mike, to the car or something, do I want to watch that for 400 laps? Hell no, I don't want to watch that. (laughs) And, and it also brings up again, these are just some of the topics that I kind of wanted to discuss with, with this track, because I love the nostalgia. I love it. I think it's cool. Um, I, I'm like a, you know, I'm a picker and a collector. So, you know, when I see these, you know, vintage signs and stuff, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I will say this though, Mike, do we need North Wilkesboro back on our schedule or do we need another, here's, here's where I'm going with this. Ratings have been up. Attendance has been up. Why do we need to go back to tracks that weren't successful that closed down because, And 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 I know there's a lot of people that will argue with me, but Rockingham, North Wilkesboro, these you know Hickory, Hickory, they people stopped going to the races because the racing either they didn't like it, you know, felt it wasn't any good, or people just stopped going, and so NASCAR was growing, so they decided to start doing you know races in other parts of the country, and that's mainly my major point, Mike. Is why do we need another race within driving distance of Charlotte? We don't. We need more races in other parts of the country. And if you want to say it's because, you know, well, this was a nostalgic thing. There's a whole lot of nostalgic short tracks around the country that would love, you know, to to host or do something like that or have NASCAR come to, you know, to their neck of the woods, too. And I just think that I don't understand why we have to go back and revisit something the roots, yes, were there, but NASCAR has moved on, and if you're, if you're trying to move on and move and grow the sport, I hate to say it, but I just don't think that we need to go backwards unless we know, unless we are guaranteed, and I know that that's hard to say, but unless we know that we've got something – I personally kind of feel like this backfired on them in a sense, because I don't think let's just hypothetically say that they decide next year to hold the all-star race there. Do you think it's going to sell out next year?
1: Probably not.
0: And here's my next question for you, because this was the next argument I saw online um, that I thought was an interesting point. And you you kind of touched on this asking me about Texas. There was, it was not a sellout, Mike. Um, and they did put that up there that it was not a sellout. There were still some packages available. But my understanding was, I think it was around twenty five thousand people there. I think sellout they said would have been thirty thousand. Um. So, with that said, do you think that it looks better? I mean, do you think it looks better for NASCAR to have said sold twenty five thousand seats and it still not be a sellout? But we we will just touch on that. But it looks full. At this short track, you know, or, and my understanding is I think tickets were about $300 a piece for, and it was for the weekend, but that's expensive for NASCAR right now. So would you rather have that or you put those 25,000 people, like they said, I mean, and, and, and there's probably, I want to say last year, probably at the all-star race. I don't know, but I'm sure it was probably closer to 40,000, maybe at, which is a terrible showing at Texas motor speedway but the point is is that's what they're saying when you put it in this massive stadium it looks it it doesn't look as full but it's still the same amount of people is does it change the perception any does it change the you know the dynamic of the race itself is what people were asking
1: well i don't think it <clears throat> i guess it change it, it changes the, the perception from the way you look at it if you're looking at just the crowd the crowd mm-hmm. count but uh, to me i i, I want to concentrate on the action on the uh, racetrack is the racing good are we seeing a lot of passes are we seeing a lot of beating and banging going on Uh, that's personally what i want to see
0: well hell at this rate from what i've seen let's put the damn all-star race at kansas because that was (laughs) some of the best racing i've seen in years um has gone on at kansas let's just hold the all-star race there next season and and see what happens because i can handle another kansas race
1: but, Dawn, I want to ask you something. Kansas may be, you know, let's try it. I mean, hell, move it all around every track. I'm to still year. up for that. <laughs> but the question I have, do we really need to have an all-star race?
0: That's interesting that you ask that because I saw Pete Pistoni ask that same thing. He thinks that it's time that we just put it to bed. And, well, and-,
1: and, and the reason why I say that, I mean, look at NFL football, the Pro Bowl, which is supposed to be like the all-star. That thing is not fun. Not fun to watch anymore. Mm -hmm. The NBA All Star Game. I mean, it's exciting and everything to 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 a certain extent. But to me, the the way they're doing it right now. I mean, when you have one hundred and eighty something points scored, it's all offense, and they're not. They're just playing around out there. To me, that's not really an All Star game. And even like the the Major League Baseball. you know, I mean the, the home run derbies, the 3-point shootout contests, I love to watch all that, the slam dunk contests and everything, but I'm just wondering if these all-star events are really important anymore. I mean,
0: well, I think I think it's a great question. That's what I asked you earlier and I think, you know, I I mean, I love the heat racing getting into it, you know, I I still like that the open and those kind of things. I like that deal. I I, I know you're going to like, I don't think a million dollars is enough. I really don't. I mean, to, to, to drivers that are multimillionaires, I mean, I I don't think winning a million dollars now, maybe if you say, you know, the driver wins $2 million and a million of it goes to his charity or whatever, you know, or, or do you do something like that
1: foundation or something? Yeah. Yeah. Their
0: foundation or, um, you know then maybe you get more because that's what's happened with the pro bowl and and you know the all-star weekend and stuff is uh you know the pro bowl nobody wants to play in it because they don't want to get hurt um you know anymore so that's why they went to the flag football game <laughs> um because that's pretty much what it was cuz people would get you know they would get nominated for it and not go play um the nba all-star game has just become a joke and i you know it... yeah And it's sad because these are the kind of things they're supposed to be for the fans. They're not supposed to be for the players. You know, I mean, while it's an honor, Mm -hmm. let me back up. It was supposed to be for the players in a sense that it was an honor to be nominated and to be a part of it. Nowadays, everybody feels entitled so it's not an honor anymore, I guess. I mean, there's, there's a few guys that try to race their way in and it's an honor for them to get in. But, um, I think maybe maybe the All-Star race should just be nothing but a fan vote. That's how it is in in the NBA and stuff. I mean, it's all fan voted, so maybe yeah. maybe it's Maybe it's 20 drivers or 15 drivers or whatever. And it's a fan vote for all 15. You don't race your way in or, or, or maybe we leave two spots for the rest of the field who wasn't voted in to race their way in or something, you yeah. know, we, fun. And then I thought, you know, for the inversions or something, maybe we could do something where, um, there's different. And, and Mike, I remember this at the lo- local speedway, I think where you don't necessarily have just the, slip the field you know from front to back like there was always some where you could only do
1: like there was like half the field got inverted or yeah and then sometimes they would draw like straws you yeah our or, or numbers and the if you drew the number eight you started in position eight if you drew the number one you were on the pole and that always kind of made it exciting <laughs> except sometimes the slow guy would uh draw the pole and uh we'd have mass carnage going into turn one <laughs> Because he was going too slow and they're running his ass over. <laughs>
0: well, remember when the IndyCar came and had the doubleheader at Texas? And remember, they went out there for the second race and um, the yeah, driving the- order it was it was based on they they inverted the driving order for the picks and they spun tires around. They like there was tires everywhere for all the positions and the drivers went out there and they spun. Um, and that was I loved it. I mean, P, I'm uh, the drivers hated it because if you remember, it was. Um,
1: was it Ryan? Dar- no, it no. was
0: Dario Franchitti. Yeah. Way with it. The first one and was set to win. The second, of course, ended up picking last. And I think had to start like way in the back of the field
1: or somewhere. I don't remember yeah, what. Like, something it like 22nd up. or something like that. It was way yeah. back there. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, Because I think Tony Kanaan, it was between him and Elio. Remember they were. <laughs> to see who got the first or what because the fans yeah. were going nuts but i even think though that you could do something where the fans um uh you know i mean like like we were saying you could invert something or invert but maybe and, and this should all be like ping pong balls or whatever that you draw And maybe there's there's something where the a, a driver can draw and have have the choice of uh not inverting Uh, you know, or inverting, I I don't know, or not being inverted or something, I, I, you know, there's all different kinds of things that you could do, but I just like it because it involves the fans, Uh, you know, again, and I don't feel like there was anything in this other than the fan vote, but I don't really believe that there was anything in this that involved or had anything to do with the fans really. And that's kind of sad because that's what the all-star weekend is supposed to really be about.
1: And I remember that going back to the Texas Motor Speedway doubleheader uh, race. That was that was part of Eddie Gossage's genius of creativity that he had with promoting the race. It Was the way they did the the inversion on the on the draw with those tires spinning I, around. That was the great. Headroom. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I've I totally forgotten about that. But you know, going back to the um, the, the question about the All Star race, um, hopefully. NASCAR will keep working on this to try to get this a little bit better and include, include the fans in on a vote like this, uh, make it a little bit more interesting um, uh, because it, is, it has so much potential and moving around to uh, other tracks. And if you're going to have it in the month of May, you can pretty much damn near have it at any facility that NASCAR races at because the weather's pretty good at that time of the year.
0: Yeah. So
1: you know, if you want to have it at New Hampshire or, or Dover or, um uh, hell even do it at you know Pocono or somewhere just move it around a little bit and...
0: but I think it would have to be at an SMI track is what they've said is because you know they they yeah. kind of own the rights I guess for the all-star race or whatever so um I don't know it's it's definitely an interesting topic to, to discuss and but you know they they've got to work on something if they're going to do it at a short track they've got to get something figured out with this with this car and and all because it's just it's definitely not working the way that it is.
1: Yeah, but well, how about Bubba Wallace finishing second?
0: Awesome. Yeah. You, you know, it was great until
1: <laughs>
0: we we get the word that uh some dumb fans or two mm-hmm. uh, and and apparently this isn't I know it's not the first time that it's happened because I've seen this happen before or heard of it happening before, but um Fan got a hold or got into the scanner and was making, I mean, they were racist comments. I know people are like, what was racist about it? You know, when you tell a black person, go back where you're from, um, you know, that's not really something that people say to everybody. What's stupid is he's from Alabama, which is pretty much, I mean, home of the, a lot of people in Alabama feel like they are the epitome of the South. (laughs) Yeah i don't understand what you know i i don't know i just i don't understand the stupidity i don't but it is what it is mike and and and, and my understanding though is that bubba had already unplugged and didn't hear it and um well, that, that's good yeah and then you know he's getting crap because during the post race i don't know if you saw the interview but he was being interviewed by uh jamie little and right before he was going he was Putting his or undoing his fire suit, and he did this little number. And apparently, <laughs> according to him, there's a friend of his right there that he was doing it to. But now, yeah. you know, of course, all the Karens have come out because God forbid that their poor little Johnny was oh, watching the show. Man. And it's like, but I love I love people who come to the defense of of Bubba or and not even necessarily the defense of Bubba, but just like come out there and are like, well, what about this picture? And there's a picture of Chase Elliott shooting the bird, and I mean drivers shoot the bird all the damn time. I'm like, come on, really? We're gonna, you know, or it, or is it because the black guy did it? You know, it's just stupid. Yeah. So, oh, it's ridiculous. The poor kid can't win, and he had it. What he finished fifth in the truck race.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, he had an amazing weekend out there. So, um, good for well,
1: him. You know, he did race late models for a while and this is the kind of track, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> this kind of track that he likes to race at. So, um, good 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 for him.
0: And Mike, I guess one of the other big stories that I really kind of want to talk about before we um, you know, talk about the Coke 600 coming up here, but okay. uh so far through the season that we've seen is um Well, I'm basically wearing it. The, you know, thanks, Ross. You've been chastained or whatever the other (laughs) words are. But of course I had to go get the hashtag. Thanks, Ross Melon Man uh, track track house racing shirt. So, um, but the Ross Chastain stuff. And again, I like when you comment on it more than myself, because I am biased. I am a huge Ross Chastain fan, but I'm going to say this in hopes that um, maybe, you know, our good friend Rick Allen with NBC, um, maybe if he's listening or, or tunes in, you know, when they take over here in a couple of weeks uh, after Sonoma, I think they they get ready to take over. Mm-hmm. So that's in a couple of weeks. So anyway, when they take over, maybe it won't be brought up as DAGA much as it has been on Fox. But I just um, I know Jamie McMurray pointed out, <laughs> I think it was nine weeks in a row. He said that Ross was involved in something which. Um, and Ross was like, really nine weeks, but, and they go and they show stuff, but I just wonder, it's like, okay, how much of that though is like legit and how much of it is just racing, you know, other people are racing <laughs> as well, but it just seems like so much focus over the last, well, this season so far is on Ross Chastain. And, and if Ross is in, in, anywhere in an area of a spin or anything else, did he have anything to do with it? Um and I don't know, I mean, as a Ross Chastain fan, personally, it it's, it's gotten old, you know, I mean, because there's, I, out of those times, there's been a handful that I feel like are legit, okay, Ross, you know, that was a little uncalled for, or, you know, maybe you should have, you know, but for the most part, it's been racing incidents. And I mean, like the last, uh, not this past race, but the race before um, with Kyle Larson, hell Kyle Larson put him in the wall beforehand. Um, yeah. And Kyle Larson wrecked jo- uh, John Hunter Nemechek in the Dagum Xfinity Series race. Put him in the wall, too, for the win. So, I don't know. I just, I kind of feel like it's a storyline that has really kind of been played up by the media. Um, it, you know, it draws interest. Um, of course, you know, it's kind of trying to make this negative thing. But, Mike, um, and I know you went back later on and watched the All-Star race after. If you watched the driver intros... It was very interesting because I think they were expecting for to get a lot of booze when Ross Chastain was introduced. And our good friend Jeff Gluck does his uh I guess it's who got the loudest pop poll. Yeah. And it was Ross yeah. Chastain. I mean, it it wasn't even close. So the fans are loving it, Mike, and, and yeah. they're loving him. And I think it's great for this, you know. I mean, it is great for the sport, but it's it's good for him. It's good for a kid that you know, he's, let's face it. He wasn't born with the opportunities that a lot of these guys have had, you know, in this series so far, you know, he's kind of that throwback to your old school driver.
1: He really is Don. And he's what whatever he's doing, <clears throat> he's doing, he's doing it right. I'm looking at the uh, point standings right now. He leads the points, um, 13 starts, five, top five, six, top tens. That's impressive. He has one DNF. He, uh, has led 347 laps, he has five stage wins, and he's uh out front right now. And um, and uh, you know, uh, love him or hate him, he's he's a hell of a, a, a competitor. And uh, I see him um, staying up there at the top of this point, point standing, if not getting a win, really soon. I think
0: you had a very interesting text to me the other day when um, after the, after the race that not, not the all-star race, the race before, um, when Kyle Larson won and you had an interesting comment because of course, Mr. Hendrick made oh, some yeah. comments. and yeah. I, I thought your text was, I, 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 mean, I pretty much have thought the same thing, but you want to, you want to tell us what your thoughts were?
1: No, I, I, I really think that uh, the whole, but going back to the, <laughs> with Hendrick, you know, you, you know, laying the, putting the word out you know about you know I told my drivers whatever whatever he said you know take him out whatever you know he's got one coming but I really think just listening to uh, Rick Hendrick I I think Rick would like to have Ross r- racing for his team someday I wouldn't and, doubt it. and I think if they had an open spot right now I guarantee you uh Rick Hendrick would take Ross uh, Ross's the, guy, the the guy can race and um he, he, he's already proven he can win and get him in, you know, even better equipment. Um, I think that this kid could get, you know, more than one championship you know, under his belt possibly as well. So uh, uh, don't be surprised in a, in a year or two, if you see Ross move over to the uh, Hendrick motorsports team.
0: Wow, I think it'd be interesting, but I think if track house keeps up the, the momentum and with a lot of the things that the organization itself is doing, things can be very hard because the, well, here's the thing. I mean, Ross Chastain is bringing in sponsorship. I mean, and track house racing has brought in a, a ton of sponsorship. So, um and, you know, as long as they keep supporting him and the money's going there, what's the point of, you know, why leave and be one of, you know, why go over there if you can be the main guy of you know over here at at, at track house and and have the support and stuff that you've got
1: uh, Yeah, and NASCAR's loving it because Ross keeps making the news and he's he's you know one of the most talked about drivers right now on the circuit and and again, you know he's selling t-shirts. you're wearing one right now and every little thing he does they make a shirt for and and it sells and brings in money. you mentioned sponsorships. Um, this guy's got it going, and I think he can keep riding that that train for for a while.
0: What do you think of Darlington of the 75 guys? One, of course, we didn't have all 75. Well, all 75 aren't alive either, but we didn't have uh, several of the guys that are alive. So they're like Mark Martin wasn't there, um, a few others. But uh, were, what were your thoughts of seeing a lot of those guys? there? seeing guys like Carl Edwards and uh, Casey Kane, guys that we haven't seen in forever.
1: Yeah, that was really special, Don, to see these guys come back out and everything, and I, I loved it. I love what they're doing with the uh, 75th-year anniversary. Matter of fact, there's a NASCAR's got a book coming out, and, and Kelly Crandall from racer.com is one of the uh, writers that uh, did a lot of work on it and everything. Uh, my mother-in-law ordered me the book. It's uh, I, I don't think it's been delivered yet. Uh, I, matter of fact, I know I because I, I haven't got my copy, but I don't think they've shipped them out, but I think they're supposed to ship uh First part of June, but it's a seventy-five year commemorative book with stories and and all kinds of things, chronicling, chronicling uh, NASCAR's uh, development and how they developed over the years and everything. So I, I can't wait to see it. But going back to your question, I thought that was really cool what they did at Darlington with uh, bringing the drivers down. And it's good to see some of those guys. I mean, we—I think you were you at the Texas Motorsports Hall of Fame when Carl came, got inducted
0: no no that okay. was before i was a person I, I was put on the little thing that now i guess has gone away i waited so long to get
1: <laughs> no we're we're trying to bring it back oh okay okay yeah, good there's a there's a group of us that are trying to get that back and and when well, we had a change of you know we had covid that hit then we had a change of you know own, not ownership but uh um, the, the leadership there at texas motors speedway with uh eddie gosh is uh stepping down and retiring but um And, um, but we're trying to bring it back. But anyway, the the last time I saw Carl and interviewed him was at that hall of fame, um, induction ceremony. So that's been a number of years ago. That was probably 2018 or 2019. So it's good to see him back.
0: Yeah, it Uh, was, it was, it was great to see him, but he looks amazing. Uh, still in great shape and just slip back into the booth. Like it was nothing, you know, I mean, he sounded great. Definitely sounded like he, has sort of paid attention to what's going on. But um, I saw where he made comments afterwards too, saying that, you know, he hasn't really given racing much thought of going back to it or doing it again. Uh, He didn't really have the juice for it until that race and seeing that race and being in the booth and seeing this car. And he said it kind of got him jazzed a little, you know, and, and has made him kind of start to to think about it. And then We see, I guess there was a story here earlier in the week uh, with on Jayski that Casey Kane has talked about that he may want to try and come back at some point that, you know, he had left because of his health and and stuff and that he's been feeling great and you feeling a lot better. And after being there and seeing it and seeing the fans and getting the reception and stuff that he he may want to make a little, uh, you know, a little comeback too. So kind of interesting. And, you know, the, here we had Ryan Newman coming back, you know, this season here for a little bit with Rick Weir racing and I don't know, be nice to see some of these, you know, old faces. I just wonder though, if, if they still have it, you know, I mean, if the reflexes are still there and if, if everything is still a go, you know, this got a, a different shifting that we do here with this car and, you know, all different kinds of digitally fun little trinkets and stuff now on the dashboard. And I mean, there's, you know, the the littlest of things can, you know, throw guys off. So
1: You're right. And one of the things that I think, Dawn, i like to see is if Carl Edwards could come back and get a win, can he do the backflip off the car?
0: <laughs> I bet he still could.
1: Well, I he's do. still in pretty good shape. He looks pretty good still. Yeah, he's so- always been really physically fit.
0: Remember when he used to do the subway commercials? I'm like, he could still do subway oh, yeah.
1: commercials for sure. So Definitely. um
0: and then um I guess you know that's any other thoughts uh, on that? On oh,
1: yeah, uh since we last did a show, uh Tony Stewart finally got a not finally it didn't take him very long at all, but he picked up a Wally at one of the uh, NHRA races and he's doing really well and and we see him come He's been on Fox, you know, in the booth at a few races, but whenever he's not uh, there, uh, you know, at a NASCAR race, he's at the NHRA events and stuff. And so he's doing well, so it's good to see him. But I'd like to see him get back in a stock car at some point. I think Tony could still, uh, you know, Tony, Ryan, Carl, Casey Kane, bring some of these guys back. Talk about all-star. Let's bring all those guys back and put them in a a special race. That would be fun.
0: That would yeah. be a thing that you could do is like have guests.
1: Bill uh, Elliott and-
0: yeah. And like, you don't announce it. Like, like maybe, maybe each year you there's like three guys or something or two guys and you don't, you don't, it's somebody from the past, a past racer. And you don't announce it. It's like announced there. That would be fun.
1: Well, we're, we're, we 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 kind of get a taste of that with, with Tony Stewart's the and Ray Everhands, the, uh, what is it? SRX series.
0: Yeah. And that there's some big guys coming In fact, I believe. Okay, I gotta go look. So I'll, it'll make a liar of me. But I think they're they're racing at New Berlin, um, which of course is um, our good friend uh, Jeff Striegel runs that up there. So I've seen him putting up a lot of stuff. Uh, but you get a lot of the drivers out for, in, in that.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of fun, and and um, I'm looking forward to seeing those races as well. So, but uh, overall, I think NASCAR's. Going in the right direction right now.
0: Well, you mentioned Tony Stewart; he'll be back in the booth this week at the Coke 600 um, from Charlotte. Which, of course, is, is fun if this is your first season watching NASCAR. Um, I don't want to say the Coke 600 is fun; it's a long race. Um, but the festivities and stuff that uh, take place for Memorial Day and all are, are around it are are a lot of fun to to watch. I've been to uh, I've been up there for for that race once before, and it's it's definitely the atmosphere is, is amazing and then of course that's just that is like the ultimate race racing day is um is this coming sunday cuz you've got what we've got monaco
1: the formula 1 race i believe is in monaco
0: yeah and then and then you'll have the indy 500 and then the coke 600 so it's just like your ultimate day of racing
1: and i was going to ask you about you know looking at the point standings right now um what do you think about Are you happy with the people that have won? Are you wondering if anybody should have won by now? Or what do you, what do you think? Well, I
0: mean, I, I love that Ross is leading in the points, but I mean, if you look at it on the, from the playoffs, he, you know, he's like in 10th place, I think it is or something like that because he doesn't have a win yet. Um, so I, I, you know, him, um,
1: well, Harvick is in third.
0: Yeah. And, and he doesn't have a, a, a win.
1: And Blaney and uh Brad Keselowski is seventh and eighth respectively there.
0: Now Brad and um uh Busher, both of those cars. I mean, the the RFK yeah. cars have been doing so well. And I, I am surprised though that that Brad hasn't honestly from the way he's been running the season so far, I'm surprised that he has not gotten a win yet. But he's close, he's very close.
1: He he definitely is. Um but uh, you mentioned Bush, he's 13th right now. Um, I'm surprised Bowman hasn't. Um, he's kind of been quiet this year, it seems like.
0: Well, you know, and he's been out the last few races because he's well, hurt.
1: That's true. Another one that I was surprised hasn't got a win, I thought he would have probably got one by now, Was Ty Gibbs. There was a lot of, you know, he It was doing well in the Xfinity Series. I figured that was going to carry over to the Cup, but he he struggled a little bit. This year. Well,
0: he has. And, you know, Mike, a lot of that, though, is folks say that, you know, again, you're, you've you come to the big boys and the big boys aren't going to put up with your antics that you were able to pull in the Xfinity series race and, and get away with with some of that. So um, I think he's kind of struggling to find his his place, which you can say that, though. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of kids that have had a lot of success in the Xfinity series and have. Struggled what you know, Harrison Burton has you well, know been now. one that's kind of you know, uh, but uh, I mean, so far, Noah Gregson, you know, another one, and yeah. uh, you know, but they've got to find their place.
1: Here's a real shocker Austin Dillon down in 31st spot right now on the point standings.
0: Uh, that is kind of far down,
1: but yeah, I really thought he would have been much higher. Uh, um, he, he's been a big disappointment, you know. Kyle Busch, his teammate, is done really well this year, and Kyle's up there in in eleventh and already has uh, what two wins, I believe. Yeah. And so, uh, but I thought Austin would have done a lot better than than he's shown so far on the uh, track this year. Yeah. Um. Uh.
0: You know. I, and again, I I'm surprised that we haven't seen a win yet from Trackhouse track Trackhouse track win, but. You know Daniel Suarez has had some great cars and he's just gotten if it's not him it's the majority of the time it's been his pit crew they have cost him so many races um it's it's terrible and um and then of course um uh hello why am i having a brain fart who's in the 45
1: Tyler Reddick
0: Yes Tyler Reddick why I'm sitting here thinking of Chase Briscoe and I'm like no it's not Chase I know it's not Chase it's Tyler um, he's another one too, that I'm surprised, you know, uh, we haven't seen m- more of here. So, you know, but again, it's, it's still early. I mean, we're, we're the first half of the season. So,
1: yeah, and we're 13 races in so far. So yeah, still a lot of racing left, left before the playoffs.
0: Yeah. A ton of racing left. So, um, but again, we'll well, do you have any idea of any picks you want to go with for this weekend for the Coke 600?
1: I'm gonna go with. Let me look at the field here a second, and uh, I'm I'm thinking. um, (laughs) Hate to pick this guy, but because he he keeps winning. But uh, I like Kyle Larson right now. I'm gonna go Kyle for the win. Kyle for for the win. Uh My uh, long shot driver. I'm gonna go. uh, I'm gonna go Chris Buescher uh, just for the hell of it, and then my really really long shot um, when I. Brad Keselowski.
0: Okay, so BK. All right, so then I'll go. I'm going to stay in the same family for the win. Um, I'm going to say Chase Elliott, although I feel stupid because I almost feel like if we're going to pick somebody out of the Hendrick organization mm-hmm. besides Larson, then it should be uh, Byron because he's done really well yeah, Really, Byron, really right. um But I'll go Chase Elliott. Um, my long shot, I'll say Martin Truex okay um, and i guess my really really long shot is you know what i'll i'll say here i'll go suarez why not yeah all right so um that'll be my picks not and, one of
1: his picked ross's chest thing
0: i know because i don't want to jinx him i know <laughs> um but so,
1: hey so go go no go ahead.
0: I was gonna say we got Indy 500 too, and oh my gosh, Mike, have you been paying attention to uh, this month of May out there in Indianapolis and the craziness that we have seen?
1: Yeah, they we've seen some crazy stuff happening out there, and in, in the uh, I think the IndyCar Car series has been pretty good this year. Uh, we haven't had a whole lot of races, but um, the races that we've had, I've been impressed with what I've seen and uh Alex P- Palou um he um he's looking really good this year in his car and uh and and Pato uh you know um he's been right there so th- those two guys i figure they're going to run really strong at the 500 this uh coming weekend
0: well that's going to be your front row right there uh like you said and and I believe all three of them I think if if I'm not mistaken had record times um for their qualifying i mean they were just everyone was just blazing hot um during this qualifying session that they had and you know mike there was some and qualifying of course is really different the way that they do stuff uh and for indianapolis but um there was some amazing stories and you know it was interesting because i i saw somebody with a post on twitter they had they had posted video and they were like you know I don't necessarily think when you're there for qualifying while you're there cheering for, um, you know, I mean, people have their favorite drivers, but they're at Indianapolis. It's just different for the 500. It's just like, you're just into it just to see who's going to bump somebody who's not, you know, and, and people were cheering. And, and I don't think they were cheering because Graham Ray Hall got bumped, but they were cheering because I, I think it was, uh, was it Stefan Wilson? I think at the time, yeah. Was that yeah. at qualified in, and um, and then come to find, then the the next day at the practices and stuff, there we get this big wreck, and now ironically, um, Stefan he is out, will not be able to race. He is in the hospital, I think, with broken vertebrae in his back.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he hurt his back.
0: Yeah, and so who's replacing him? Grandma. So, uh, very interesting, um, to see all of that go down. And, uh, of course, Mike, I'm totally invested in this one because, uh, sadly, this will be Tony Kanon's final attempt at the nd 500. He says, um, there's been some great things that they've been putting up throughout the last few weeks with, with TK and the, the TK James Hinchcliffe Hinch does these interviews called, uh, I guess it's uh, Hinch and tiny cars or whatever. And then they use the tiny little microphone too, but, um, interviews with Hinch and tiny cars and they're just hilarious. And the one with, with Tony Kanaan was his, his impressions were just, he nailed it. So.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Hinch, uh, his, uh, picture with you and I uh, came up on Facebook the other day as a Facebook memory from many years ago at the, um, well, we, we took the first picture, I think, at one of the media, uh, media days, but then we've used it since then. Uh, that's back when they did that when Dude Perfect came. Yeah, uh, I remember and did the, the, the filming taping there. And
0: we have we the little had basketball, the trophy. basketball
1: trophy. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty <laughs> cool. But, uh, it, it, that was a funny <laughs> interview that you sent me with him and, uh, Tony. But, you know, going back to Tony, I mean, look at all the times we've interviewed Tony and, and, uh, had a lot of fun with him and he's been real gracious to come on the show, talk to us many times. And, and it's, I hate to see him, um, uh, not racing anymore, you know, in the 500, uh, he's been around so long and he's he just a lot of fun and we've had a lot of fun with him as well.
0: Yes, we have. We have had a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I've made sure I, I, I did a post the other day because, I mean, everyone knows whenever he would come on, I'd always, you know, go all you know, Gaga and drooling and, you know, the whole, and just, you know, I love you, Tony. And would always make sure to let him know how much, you know, and stalk him and that kind of thing. But, you know, I I said it on Twitter. The reason though, is because I, you know, well, you can't do that with every, (laughs) with everyone. I knew I could do it with him because I just know how much fans and the fan support means to him and how much he appreciates it. Tony is one of those guys that I mean, he loves to race, he loves racing, but I think he does he has stuck around and continued to do it more so, I think for the fans because they just didn't want to see him go away than I think yeah. he actually did it for Tony Canon um, and so that's why I always made sure to make a point of you know, just going over the top with it is because I know he loves it. I know he appreciates it and, I, and mainly, I know he never gets tired of hearing it I think is is what I have always appreciated about him. He's just such a gracious person
1: he really is and a lot of those guys are i mean we've always had a good time interviewing the uh, indycar guys they're, they're they're so different than nascar and and the nhra uh drivers and, and i love the nhra uh, nhra drivers and the cup and xfinity and truck drivers that we've interviewed over the years but but the indy car guys are they come from they're kind of in a different league and they're just a lot of fun to talk to and down the earth pe- people, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, is it, do I pronounce her name? Is it Legay? Is that how you pronounce Catherine's name? Is it, or is it Leggy? Catherine Leggy?
1: Or, l- 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 I can't even talk right now. Legay, I think. Is it Legay?
0: I can't remember. Uh, Catherine. Uh,
1: we're just going to go. With okay. but, uh, she, she's, she's in the field.
0: Yeah. Now she, she was who the, the got into the wreck with. Uh, oh, that's September. right. Yeah, I was, it was a big, it was. It, that was a nasty wreck, but
1: but she's you know, okay, right?
0: Yeah, she's okay. Yeah. You know, she turned the fastest uh, single qualifying lap, uh, two hundred and thirty one point five nine six miles per hour, and four lap qualifying average of 231.0 point. Or I'm sorry, two thirty one point oh seven zero for a female driver in uh, in Indy five hundred history um since sarah fisher did it in 2002 and i know a lot of people were like okay well wait a minute wasn't danica on the pole you know or one year and stuff like that and it's like yeah and that's what's interesting though is and danica's you know has some of the i guess best finishes of a female but yes danica uh, qualified for the pole one year but the uh katherine's time is her lap time is still time. was, was yeah. faster i guess Easy for me to say. Uh, (laughs) The than that uh, qualifying lap was uh, of Danica. So um, very interesting stuff. I mean, there is so much stuff that's going to be uh, going down in this Indy 500, and of course, you know, it's going to be sellout. I'm sure, like it always is. It's it's just it's crazy stuff. Is uh is our good friend going to be out there taking pictures? Uh,
1: Michael Johnson. Yeah, I believe he is. The last time I talked to him, he was getting credentials for the. Indy 500, and he he got approved for credentials, and I believe he's going to be up there. I need to send him a text and everything because he always gets some really good shots and stuff, and he's been a long-time photographer uh, uh, around the state doing different things, but he's been at Indy for probably 30 years shooting pictures there, so he's done quite a bit of, of photography from that place.
0: Well. Uh, this is the most experienced row in this year's starting lineup, or they say the most experienced row is row three, with a combined 41 career starts. And that's Alexander Rossi, Takuma Sato, and Tony Kanan will be in that row. There are nine former Indianapolis 500 winners in this year's field. Uh, and there are seven former Indianapolis 500 rookies of the year in this year's field. So 19 of the 33 starters in this year's field are veterans. So very interesting. Yeah,
1: very um, impressive field, on Very but impressive. But only thirty-three
0: legit. cars. A lot of people were like, "Only thirty-three cars," but it should be. I mean, the the yeah,
1: race. We there, always have thirty-three, I believe.
0: I think they've had a few more. Is what I've what I I thought in the past, but um, I don't know. But anyway, it's it's still it doesn't matter. You could have fifty cars. You could have four. <laughs> the racing and <laughs> for the Indy Five Hundred is just off the charts. Um, I love it and I'm, I'm so excited for it. I can't wait. So, um, Mike, anything I, okay. So
1: yeah,
0: NH- NHRA. Uh, I know we've got a bunch of stuff too.
1: Oh yeah. The, the racing has been good on the circuit and we've had a lot of different winners. And, um, so we'll, I'll have to give, uh, some updates here. Um, uh, next time we, uh, I don't have all my results and stuff up and everything, but the, uh, the season is great this year and the, uh, NHRA and we're seeing a lot of good good racing and um we had the four wide nationals at Vegas and also at Charlotte and uh, I think we're getting re- they, we just had the race at Chicago and I'm trying to remember what's next on the circuit um I think oh e- e- uh Epping is next the race okay. at, at Epping so um which is in uh, new, new Hampshire I believe up uh, uh, mm-
0: up on the east, way coast. up north,
1: up on the east coast. Yeah, when Bob T- Tasca's land up there.
0: Oh, Bob Tasca. Um, yeah. Well, and we had—I mean, big news for us. Um, our our good friend San Antonio's own, and uh, and and I say our good friend. We we both know her. Oh yeah. Uh, I've known her, it was so funny, because I was like, I've known her for, you know, a a few decades, like, you know, or whatever, and and said, like, 30 years, and she's like, "Uh, Don, it's been actually more like 40, because we've known each other since fifth grade, we were in the same fifth grade class together, but Peggy Llewellyn, uh, pro-stock motorcycle uh, writer, she, after, what
1: was it, 15 years, 13? I think, yeah, like this, like 15 years, I believe, since 2008, I believe.
0: Yeah, she yeah. took a break and, you know, decided it's still been in her blood and she's been wanting to make a comeback. Uh, she, she had tried a couple of a, a year or two ago and just it didn't have everything together, or the pieces all together, but they've all come together and she came back this past weekend and, um, you know, I mean, she jumped right back on that bike and, and she went and, and, I think as she continues to, to progress and and go on, it's, it's, it's all going to come back to her. I'm sure it takes a little bit though, to get those reflexes and stuff, uh, kicking in again, but Michael, you know, she didn't wreck. That's a great thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's just great to see Peggy back on the bike. She can really ride those things. I mean, she's a great, great, great drag racer. And it's been a while since she's been on the, on the bike and down the track, but, um, it was good to see her out there. I hope she can, racing some more events, and I hope we get to see her at the Texas Motorplex in, uh, I believe, October is when the race is this year. So keep, keep an eye out, and we'll, hopefully we'll get her on, and hopefully uh, we'll get to see her race it in Texas here.
0: Yeah, I talked to her, uh, I talked to her a little bit today and we may try and touch base sometime this week. If so, then we'll throw something together. We'll throw a little, uh, track smack smack cast together and we'll, we'll get it on up and on the website at tracksmackradio.com. And, uh, we'll, you know, I don't know if we'll do it here on Facebook live or, or how we'll do it, but we'll figure it out and we'll, we'll let everyone know, but, uh, just exciting. And Peggy's just one of the nicest people too. You'd ever, you could ever meet. She's, she's a sweetheart.
1: Yes, she is. She looks good in that leather too. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> look at her. and she said that they still fit. Those were still her original ones. I said, "Look at you, girl. You She's go. got it
1: going. She's got, got it going."
0: <laughs> you know, we all turned the big. In fact, I need to go look and see um, if Peggy's turned fifty yet, because this is all of our. I'm it, it, out of that class of of folks from East okay. Central. You know, I went to two different high schools, so yeah. Uh, all my friends um, at East Central, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I was the second to the youngest in our class. I think my friend Cindy, her birthday, I think is a little bit after mine, but it was like my friend, Meredith, my friend, Cindy and myself, we were always the last three to turn whatever, you know, whatever age yeah. our birthday, my birthday is at the end of September and, and we all went to private school in elementary school. So we weren't remember, you know, how you had to like be five or whatever it was before August mm-hmm. or September 1st or whatever, but we were able to still start school Um, we weren't held a year or whatever and so we're we're all the youngest but um, so I'm watching all my friends turning 50 and having these big 50 you know 50th birthday party blowouts and I'm like counting oh god four more months till I turn 50
1: (laughs) that's great
0: but it was great to see Peggy and you know uh, they're doing her thing so uh, I'm excited for her, and I hope that uh, I hope that she continues to to keep on going. Now, Mike, we picked our picks for the Coke 600, but I just thought to myself, we didn't pick our Indy 500 winners. Um, so, you wanna you wanna give me your picks for the Indy 500?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, Scott Dixon for the win, okay. and um, Pato Award is is my second uh-huh. driver there. And then uh, my really, really long shot, why not pick Grammarie Hall, since he made his way in the race uh, by default, you might say. All right. Um, I'm going to go for the win.
0: Um, I'm going to say Joseph Newgarden um, for the win. I will go my second pick. Um, Oh, hell, I'm just going to do. Well, no, let me see. My second pick. I'll I'll say Scotty McLaughlin. So I'm gonna go Bus Bros. Those will okay. be my two first picks. But is the the Bus Bros. And then of course I'm gonna say my long shot is gonna be Tony Kanaan, um to go away for, or to say goodbye with. So I'll say TK. Although I didn't want to pick him and jinx him, but I didn't pick him first, so I guess I'll mm. I'll I'll save him as my long shot there. So those will be my picks.
1: Great. I can't not ask you, so I need to ask you here. I can't get off the, the the phone here with you without asking you. You're a big Spurs fan. We had some big news come down the other day. I, when the news broke, the first person I thought it was you,
0: Wimby baby, you, I, Wimby. I knew
1: you. I knew you'd be excited. And so, what do you think about Spurs getting the number one draft pick? Wimby Is that great? Yana.
0: Oh, my God. It was amazing. I, sh- I was screaming. You know how I get. It. And I I mean, but I was screaming and jumping up and down. Craig was like, what in the world is going on? Um, but and it was cool because my neighbor. OK, so my neighbor to my left, he's from California. So he hates like all Texas teams. So, um, you know, we don't really talk sports too much. But my neighbor to my right, he's originally from Corpus. And so he is a huge Spurs fan. He grew up a Spurs fan. When we first moved in, I saw him out there and I see him in a Spurs hat. I'm like, oh, yes. So uh, we've already decided that we are going to go. We're probably going to get, you know, fine by the HOA or whatever, but we're just going to deck out our houses <laughs> in the first gear and make all these Mavs fans up here, hate us even more They're, you know, my house will probably get TP'd or something. So, um, I don't know. I love it. I saw the news too yesterday where they've already said that, uh, uh, Tony and Manu and Timmy mm-hmm. have already all agreed and signed on board to be uh, mentoring and helping out and back in the in the program in the locker room and and doing their thing, you know, so that makes me even more excited to know that they will be men. Well, you know, Tony was one of his coaches already in France, um, um, but I mean, Mike, it's hard to believe that this kid is like 18 or 19 years old and he's been playing pro since he was like 15. it's It's just yeah
1: tell you what i I was excited you know jeremy sohan that's on that team went to baylor uh year before last and my son got to interview him and cover him um so we're really you know we love jeremy and jeremy has played over over there he's now like 18 19 years old or 19 i think getting ready to turn 20 but uh hopefully the spurs will keep him and and uh the two guys get to play together and everything is it's going to be exciting uh
0: Did we have uh, like i can't remember what it was it's something ridiculous like over the next 4 years we have like 20 first round picks or something like that i mean it's it's insane yeah. in the amount because of of everything the, that they've done over the the years with trades and stuff
1: yeah
0: so um i mean and then you're going to start seeing i, I i've heard Damian Lillard, Lillard, I think, is one of the names I've already been hearing. But you just watch how many of these um, veterans start wanting to take a look. In fact, today the big news um, was—I think we've been hearing—you know, since LeBron, since the Lakers got swept, which just kills me. But uh, (laughs) you know, it's like the big talk is—is he going to retire or not? And I mean, I know I'm really going way out on a limb with this, but you know, I. People have known because remember every time LeBron was gonna look to go somewhere else, there was always people that kind of would chatter under, well, could he come to San Antonio maybe because he loves pop I mean he loves pops, he loves, you know, and so yeah who who knows you know I mean just watch I mean, and then the season tickets at the Spurs have already like oh, sold like yeah. three thousand or so in within twenty four hours, <laughs> they had deposits down I mean, it's just um. But it's, you know, lightning has struck three times now for this team. I mean, it's yeah. just amazing. I was so excited, though.
1: Yeah, I, I was, too. I, and I couldn't believe when they were going through. And thought, well, we still have a chance to have a chance. And I was like, holy crap, we, we got it. We got the number one pick.
0: Well, and and I mean, the whole time I was trying to explain to Craig, too, I'm like, well, we won't do any worse than seventh. I mean, that'll be the worst pick that we can. And I said, and, and with this year's crop of talent that there was, I mean, honestly, a seventh round, or I mean, the seventh pick in the first round is still going to be a pretty good player. Um, But it's just, and I mean, I hope we're not, I don't think with this kid, I think he's the real deal, and I don't think it's going to be overhyped. But people are saying, I mean, experts are saying that Throughout sports in general, Mike, that this is probably the biggest draft pick in the history of sports. Like, that's how yeah. the, the impact is expected. He is just, uh, for folks who don't know, his nickname is the Alien. I mean, he is just unlike <laughs> anything that we've ever seen in the NBA. You've, you haven't had a seven foot three guy that can play guard that can bring the ball up the court. Yeah. I mean it's just it's oh I'm so excited. I'm yeah, just this
1: guy can do everything. I mean his it's free throws, his three-point stats, his assists, his rebounds, his block shots. I mean he he's got it all. He he's, got, is- he's got the numbers. So I'm yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait to see him and see how he fits in. And and I think Pop will work well with him work well with him. I think you know he's gonna gel well with his Program the way Pop likes to run the, the Spurs.
0: Well, you brought Pop up too. That was going to be my last point. I know, and and I'm excited because now I'm guaranteed to have Pop for a few more years just to piss off the people who hate Popovich. I love it. I love yeah.
1: it. Yeah, I'm not much of a Pop fan. <laughs> I, mean, I respect what he's done and everything, but I had a run in with him years ago. That's another long story.
0: Oh well, let me tell you. Okay, so on the other <laughs> side of it, when I was on the pr- producing side in radio yeah. and stuff, oh, I mean, I hated the whole sports organization because it's like trying to you know pull teeth to to talk with anybody. I mean, the the running joke in San Antonio is they're the KGB a, 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 of the NBA because yeah. they keep everything hush hush. And for interviews, I mean, unless you're lucky to be at the facility and you caught you know tim or somebody coming out of the bathroom and and rarely you could do that without their you know uh public affairs person you know standing there with them but it it was hard to get interviews with any of the big name guys you know they would throw you um you know some of the other guys you know you know randomly but they they don't mess around i mean they run and pop is like um again you know he gets compared of course uh um to why wow, I'm having brain farts you know over in the NFL to Bill Belichick oh uh, yeah they yeah. run their organizations the same way but but as a, just a fan uh you know once pop was not the general manager and the head coach I had a whole new respect for because I didn't like it being like you know I I didn't like that mm-hmm. but I like him being the head coach and I've learned so much about him and I really respect because he's an old school coach, he demands respect. He, he's a teacher. And, you know, we've had a lot of coaches in the NBA. Um, we've had a lot of them there with the Spurs, like Larry Brown and others that they've been very vocal with saying, you know, I can't coach in the NBA because these guys think they know each other, you know, they know everything.
1: Yeah. And
0: You know, pop is very fortunate that he has people. When you come to the Spurs, if you're going to play for the Spurs, you buy into the system. And mm-hmm. and you sign your name on that line, and if you're not willing to be one of a team, um, then no matter how good you are, we don't need you. I e. Kawhi Leonard, um, <laughs> you know this team doesn't. Yeah. They they just don't roll like that. They are a team, you know, a genuine team, which is probably why LeBron James would never come here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and and speaking of Spurs uh, and players, uh, I hated to see them get rid of Lonnie Walker. But I, I mean and he Lonnie. played so well for the for the Lakers this this season especially here in the playoffs you know. Yeah. He, he was really shining but uh man Lonnie you know I was wish he was still here with this team but they had too many guards you know and they had the
0: there's a lot of guys that I wish, you know, that I hate to see go sometimes to other, to other teams. And they always tend to, or seem to do better with, you know, when they, when they go on, which goes to show sometimes just how good that organization is at times, you know, and it's just, you,
1: it's hard. You
0: got to have all the pieces there together at the same time.
1: You really do. And and it's hard to put a team together, keep it that way from year to year. And, um, and a lot of players around the league would you mentioned pop, you know they would like to play for pop, I mean a lot of players really respect what he's done and his coaching style and everything, so
0: well, oh, and if you don't play for him it your your chances of when you play for somebody else, you're probably playing for somebody that has either coached with him or played for him, so. yeah, <laughs> uh anyway, but well, Mikey, it was good to talk to you again yeah, it was great. do this
1: absolutely, it's good to talk a little racing and we'll see how it plays out this weekend and maybe in a few weeks we'll get back on and do another update and let everybody know as we get closer to the uh the playoffs i think we ought to do something around the chicago street course uh race because
0: uh that's, oh yeah
1: it's gonna be a lot of hype you know and
0: well i think that's like the second race uh on the nbc schedule so yeah um that'll be a that's gonna be a fun one
1: yeah, absolutely maybe we can get rick allen on
0: well we'll we'll see we'll see if we can get him on so uh all right mike well you have yourself a good evening have fun being okay. and getting stuff done and we'll talk soon and thank you guys as always for joining us and uh we look forward to uh talking with you again soon y'all enjoy this racing weekend and enjoy memorial day weekend as well